So when somebody's asking about their, their soul's purpose, a lot of the time their soul's purpose is actually just to be here, to be a beacon of light so that the energy can come in from other worlds to expand that. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview spaceholders from all over the world. I am your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Claire Chancellor, the Spiritual Advancement Master Coach. Welcome to the show, Claire. How are you doing? Hey, Carolina. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> hey, everybody listening. <laughs> I am so happy to, to have you here because uh, I just want to let you know, guys, to everyone who listens, that Claire was my healer a few years ago and she really, really has helped me uh, at the beginning of my healing journey, really, when I was starting to reach out to other people than myself because for the first few years I didn't really have any support and Claire was one of the first people that has really helped me on my journey. <clears throat> So I'm so excited to talk to you, Claire. It's just amazing to have you. And we have so many exciting topics to talk about, like past lives, spirit guides, multidimensionality, and all these things. So I'm super, <laughs> super excited. But I just Claire, got a full body tingle, so it feels exciting. <laughs> It is, it really is. And before we jump into, you know, these higher realms topics, I would really love you to share a, a short version of the story of how you became the spiritual advance, advancement master coach in terms of did your spiritual journey, like when did it start? Has it started, you know, some years ago or in, you know, in childhood already? Or how do you see it and what's your journey? <laughs> Yeah, my journey started off right at the start, right at the start. In fact, my mum was told that she couldn't have children and then here I am, I'm determined to be here. So <laughs> so growing up, even even as like a, a two-year-old, being able to tell mum like, yep, the phone's going to ring, it's going to be Nana, you know, not in such sophisticated words. And then sure enough, the phone would ring and, and there was Nana. And so... You know, my mum seeing me grow up would often say, like, do you want friends home after school? And it'd be like, no, I've got plenty of guides and friends. And <laughs> so, so that's where it really did start. I did. I missed out on getting the big spiritual awakening. I was I was born spiritually awoken. <laughs> amazing. That's freaking amazing. It means that you've just accumulated so much wisdom already like from the beginning very beginning right because you know it's not well, not everyone is so lucky <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a really big surprise carolina to get to high school and learn that other people couldn't see spirit it was actually quite a shock <laughs> to my system <laughs> it's like what do you mean you can't see guides and, and and see the auras and the energy so that's what i had to learn was to catch up to work out what everyone else was doing <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, I understand that. It's a similar story to uh, Teal Swan, one of my spiritual mentors who was born with all these psychic oh, yeah. abilities. And, you know, she, she's just like, what the hell? Like, why is not everyone hearing and hearing auras and seeing people and, you know, talking to dead people and whatever? Like, <laughs> it could be quite confusing for a little kid, I guess. But yeah, um, it's good that you mastered it and that you are bringing <laughs> other people to this knowing and understanding as well, because this is just so valuable. And I feel like now we live in these times where everyone is awakening, you know, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for this, really, for the, you know, spirituality <laughs> to be trendy. Because right now it's quite like trendy, you know, new age and yeah. all these things. And I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good. It, you know, if, if we need to choose between that being trendy and maybe a little bit like, um, yeah, over kind of um, done <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. I prefer that than people just being asleep and not doing anything about it. Like I prefer people, you know, meditating and doing yoga and at least just trying to find their uh, their soul in this way. So yeah, <laughs> this is really, really cool. And so we've been already talking a, a little bit about spirit guides that you can see them and feel them. And I am so excited to talk to you about this because uh, I had this experience uh, recently and I'm curious about your perspective because some people are, you know, maybe more open to hearing and seeing or however they connect with their spirit guides and some are not. And I usually perceived myself as a person who is not that sensitive to, uh, you know, connecting with them. Like I always had an intention of this or, and so on, but I haven't really like um, connected to them in terms of like hearing or seeing them. But once, maybe like 
three months ago or so, I had this experience where I was doing one of the meditations from uh, Sarah McCram. She's a beautiful author. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she wrote this book that you recommended to us. I love money, money loves you. And actually, Claire, it'll I change your life. This. Everyone needs to listen to it. <laughs> Everyone needs to listen to it. And Claire, do you know what I did? I did the deal with Sarah and I translated it to Pol Polish and I'm going <gasps> to spread it in Poland. And I'm literally at the, at the end of putting like our audiobook together. We have literally last oh. few chapters to finish and then we're gonna sell it in Poland this is how much this book has changed my life I was like <laughs> I need to translate it to Polish and it's already translated yeah. literally within maybe a few weeks it's gonna be on Amazon oh my god we're gonna sell it in Poland too because Poland needs abundance so abundance. you know thanks thanks oh, so you, when Claire, I say to people <laughs> when I say to clients you have to listen to this book it'll change your life I can tell them yes yep Yes, absolutely. It will. And it did change my life. And that's why I was so, you know, it took me months to translate it and to put the audiobook mm -hmm. together and to do all these things. But I think it's worth it. So, yeah, I was doing the her course. Thank you, money. Um, as a preparation for, you know, uh, translating yeah. the book. And one of the parts in uh, this course was to connect to your guide, to your guidance system. And there was a yeah. maybe 30 minutes relaxation meditation where you relax and then you have an intention to connect to your guides. And I had an intention, but in the meditation, I didn't really like feel anything or I, I was just like, okay, I intend to connect. So I trust that I connect. That's all, you know, I didn't have any, any like anything going on. And then in the night, I felt I'm I'm like astral projecting. I, I've, I didn't feel like I'm dreaming. I felt like I'm somewhere, you know, just traveling through dimensions. Um, also with this person that was introducing me to spirituality, which was quite weird because I haven't really talked to him or thought, thought about him for three years. But then I kind of felt like, oh, there is Mr. Lyman in energy. I want to leave him behind. And then, and I probably, you remember him as well. Um, and then I ended up being in a room where literally my guardian angel was sitting behind the desk and I could see him and he was like face shifting, <laughs> like shape shifting, but with his face. And, and I was like, Ooh, you're quite handsome when you're, uh, when you're young. And then I was just kind of having this playful vibe with him. And then he was giving me some messages, some guidance. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And I woke up and then I actually, before I woke up, I felt like someone is literally pressing my legs down to the ground as if someone was taking me back to my body. And then I, I, I woke up around 3 a.m. I was like, what the hell just happened? I just did a 30 minute meditation with the intention of connection. And then during the night, I literally met my garden angel. I was like, what the hell? And I really wanted to share this story with you because I feel like I always perceived myself as a person who doesn't really connect to uh, to my guides, like I didn't really hear them or feel them or whatever. And literally like two days ago, I had a similar experience. During the night, I met another of my guides, not the guardian angel, but uh, a woman this time. And she was giving me messages, which I don't remember because it was middle of the night. Um, and just like showing me things and also going through the trauma of birth on earth with me in a way. She was like guiding me through wow. during, during sleep, right? I was feeling like, very big trauma and I was like I just knew that I'm going through the trauma of being born on earth because it's kind of a traumatic event for for the soul right so yeah and it yeah. was it was so crazy because I didn't even like uh, intend for this or whatever so therefore it, it leads me to the question to you do you feel like anyone can intend for this and how hard it is let's say for people to connect to their spirit guides and how can we make it easier uh, for the guides to to contact us because you know I, I i believe that it's about beliefs right if you like believe that you're gonna yeah. connect and you just trust it you will but if you're like oh i'm disconnected then you won't right so what yes. is your perspective yeah. like how to how to connect to them and how to make it easier for them to connect to us <laughs> Right. I was so ready for your for your high level questions. And I just like bang, 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 bang. And your 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 team, your guides are all starting to talk as well, Carolina. So the energy got full in the room just then. So Amazing. where do we start? So so when it comes to when it comes to understanding who our guides are, we are all born with guardian angels. And there is a really big difference between a guardian angel and a spirit guide. When we're in the spirit world, before we come into this life, we're part of a soul family 
And within that soul family, it's not necessarily blood related, but we move from lifetime after lifetime with these souls with the intention to grow and evolve for our higher self so that we can, yeah, grow and evolve. That's why we're here. <clears throat> Sorry, that's why we're here. And so when somebody will put their hand up and say, okay, I want to learn about love, you know, you'll get a queue of soulmates putting their hand up and saying, okay, we're going to come in as a messy ex-boyfriend or so on and so forth to teach you what you don't like about love, to know what you do like about love. Does that make sense so far? Yes. <laughs> so, so when it comes to people who are connecting in with their guides, a lot, of, a lot of the time our guides are people that we've had past lives with and also some of our guides are actually, um, no, I've got to keep it at that for this bit. So a lot of the time our guides are people that we've known in past lives. And so if you've had a, let's say you've had a past life where you're a waitress, um, you can actually bring forward a guide who's just sort of sticking her nose into what's happening, you know, still want to banter and play and have fun with you. But then she's got her own kind of agenda. She's still kind of close to the earthly plane. Whereas when you ask for guides of a higher level, their, their wisdom is also from a higher perspective. So when you were saying there that I was connecting into my guardian angel, we're talking about a high vibe, really powerful guide that's like ready to help you with your healing and your evolution and to get you to see things from a different point of view. Was that your kind of experience? Like it would be energy was massive, like my hands are going out of the screen, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It was like, I knew that he's an angel. Like I could feel his angelic like presence. Yeah. Well, the angels are known to be part of the sixth dimension and, and we can get into that later, but that sixth dimensional high vibration is what we're all evolving towards is that, that compassion, that love, that high frequency. So to connect that closely to a guardian angel is just phenomenal. <laughs> and I think earlier you were asking about the, how does one connect in, you know, do we see them, see them, hear them, feel them? And that's where the, the different types of clairs come in, the clairvoyant, the clairaudient, the claircognizant, so on and so forth. We all have our own preferred way of communicating. There's a lot of visual people. There's a lot of people who prefer words. There's a lot of people who prefer touch. And so depending on your preferred way of communicating will also lean into how your guides, your team will work with you. So over the years coaching with lots of different people and changing my language to match somebody else, I'm able to, I have quite a good even sense of seeing, hearing, feeling. And so my guides will come in, in all any way, shape, <laughs> any way, shape they like. So, uh, yeah. Did you notice if there was like that, that feeling of that angel, Carolina? Yes, it was, but I feel like I'm a very visual person. I usually get messages in seeing things. And so, yeah, I could feel him, but I could more see him because as I said, you know, he was changing faces. He was like chilling on the sofa at some point. I'm like, of course, my garden angel is so chill because I'm I'm chill, you know, I like chilling. So he, he was literally looking as if he was like on the beach, but he was just like on the sofa, super chill. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, why do I care about things so much? Why do I even get stressed at any point if I have such a chill garden angel. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not in a human body. He's like so not even attached to stress. He just wants you to grow, evolve, reach that high frequency. <laughs> yes. What a good absolutely. role model you've got. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I call him Carly because I don't know his name, but I know he has curly hair. Yeah. Uh, so I just call him Carly and he likes it, I think. Or it likes it. I don't know if he even has a gender, but he Are showed you? himself as a man. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, he yeah. might be just non-binary. Non <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the, you know, the psychic mediums tend to have elaborate names for their guides. However, my number one guide that I spend a lot more time communicating to him rather than, you know, everybody else, his name is Joe. So it's just like, okay, Joe, like... It's just, so it's nothing fancy it's just that's who he is and uh yeah he's he's just that's as cheeky funny. so that's really funny and you know what actually now you reminded me of a funny fact that this angel was talking to me in english but i was just like why first of all why are you speaking english to me and second of all where is this accent from and he's like canada and i'm like 
what the hell, you know, why Canada? But it was actually a joke because uh, in the past, me and my group of friends, we have kind of like a weird way of uh, talking about things sometimes. And one of my friends was like, let's not use the word spirituality because this is like, you know, if people hear us talking on the street about spirituality, that could be quite like, you know, people can have resistance. So how about we just call it Canada? And then we call everyone who is spiritual Canadian. And then he was like speaking to me with Canadian accent. And he's from Canada. I'm like, what the hell? It's that is so, so sophisticated. <laughs> I know, but I was laughing so much because he, I'm, I'm sure that he chose it on purpose to just make me laugh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how sophisticated is that? Like there was, um, I was working through a process the other day and, and I wanted to invite a new type of guide in and I was fully expecting, you know, the beautiful robes and the mysterious energy, but they just came in just as an average kind of being. And I'm like, what? And it's similar to you with the Canada joke. And, it, and he's just, yeah, they're just having fun with us, which is what they want us to do is to raise our frequency and have fun and play. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so, so funny. And so yeah. how does someone attune more to them or open up more to them? Like an average person, you know, if you took someone from the street and just tried to introduce them to spirituality or like a person like my mom who had only like one uh, opening spiritual experience, like what would you say to her? How, do, how does she connect <laughs> with the guides? How does she connect it? That's a really good question. So normally I help facilitate that. So to, so let me just check, let's actually just check in with my team what they want me to say to you first. So they're, first of all, they're pointing out that, that somebody has to be ready to open up spiritually. If they have an element of fear or a belief that it's kind of nonsense, the spirit world will respect their privacy or will respect their boundaries and, and won't necessarily, you know, Ooh, I'm here. Um, people will tend to open up to their spiritual gifts when they're going through what's known as like a dark night of the soul. So when, you know, the material world is and every the rug is pulled out from underneath you, whether that's health or uh, divorce or financial stuff, where you say to yourself, my my doing my isn't isn't providing the results that I want anymore. I'm not feeling good about this anymore. And so that's when people start to ask and open up, uh, you know, give me a sign that you're around. And so the team will tend to bring in signs like feathers or 111 is a really big common one for people. And so once you start to see these signs, it's an invitation from them to let them in. So, again, they, they will respect your free will, but so many times they just wait because they're not allowed to interfere. So, so many times they're just waiting for us to <laughs> just to simply ask. I know that I've had uh, clients that have have asked, you know, show me. And the guides did exactly what they asked. And it actually it freaked them out no end. And it's like, Clara, <laughs> I'm not ready for it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I've answered your question, Carolina, but if you're ready for yes, it. And the intent is there from the heart space, they will start to let you know. And again, it may not be visual, it may be that whisper, it may be a feeling, a sense, not an emotion though, it'll just be a, a sense, like I was saying at the start, oh, hair on the back of my arm went up. So does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yes. And that brings me to another question. Like, does it depend on someone's spiritual evolution? And let's say if they are more higher vibrational or lower vibrational or anyone can just connect with them, even if they haven't worked through any of their traumas or any of their, you know, emotional <laughs> shit that we have inside and they are quite like low. Yeah, no, you can definitely let them in. Definitely, definitely. It, uh, they will come. They will come forward. Some people will will meditate to invite them in, and to meditate actually just means to switch off that that logical, stress free part of your mind. For me, if I'm just out in my front garden pulling weeds or pruning something, I tend to go into a theta brainwave, which means that I've gone into that meditative state, and that's when all of my clients' guides start coming in. Oh, you know that session on Monday? Let her know this. Let her know that. And like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's so I would encourage people if they want to if they want to open up to their guides, they do need to be present, and that can mean you see me already closing my eyes. It's just it's just a breath, being present, and just asking the question like, please let me know that you're around, and and almost giving them 
instructions on how you want them to know you're around. I know that sounds crazy, but to, for me, I would say to my guides, okay, show me a number 27 to let me know that you're around. And, you know, you pull up into the car park and there's everybody's, uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody's cars with the 27 on it. Like, yeah, my, my guides are around. So they, they will use what's in your library to let you know that they're, they're keeping you company. That's amazing. That's so cool. And so do you call spirit guides for more like earthly matters stuff and angel, let's say, or angels uh, <laughs> in plural for more higher, you know, purpose stuff, let's say, because as you said, there are different levels, right? So the spirit yeah. guides are closer to earth. So they understand more our earthly stuff that is going on and angels are just <laughs> yeah. like high vibe and, you know, they're out there. So do you call the support depending on what you need in a way? That is such a brilliant question, Carolina. That is such a brilliant question. <laughs> So yeah, you know, in a in a you know, if I was getting close to going to a family a family event, I might actually call my nana in, who's who's not necessarily a guide, but like nana, you know, be with me, you know, need your company, I need your support. If I'm working on a creative business idea, I will I will call in my business guide. He comes with a fascinating story because when I was working with my coach or mentor decades ago when they're like Claire it's time to bring in your spirit guide uh, your business guide I was saying and they they was taking me through the steps okay I've got I've got um, an Asian man by the name of Yan here he's saying that he was he contributed to the Great Wall of China he gave a specific date and he said that I knew him I was part of his uh, I can't think of the word and he was I was we knew each other and so afterwards, I actually Googled the Great Wall of Yarn and, and it all ticked all of these things. So I've uh, one of my business guys is, the, is an emperor who just has that exuberance of abundance and it's just so exciting to connect to him. But then when I'm working with clients to do healing, it'll be another high vibration guide or if I'm working in the multidimensional, that's even higher. So to answer your question about the angels, we're, we're here in the 3D um, and we can go more into that, but we're here in the 3D wanting to be part of the 4D and the 5D. Angels uh, tend to be at the 6D. And then you can tap into wisdom and guidance way and truly above and beyond that, which is what I noticed about some of your guides, Carolina, is, is you've been looking for your guides more in a human kind of form and they're not. They're a lot more lighter frequency. Oh. Mm-hmm. My says my internet here. stopped. <laughs> That's okay. It's That's the team. Recording. No worries about that. <laughs> no, but this is what happens in the life of Claire is the team come in and the electricity goes through the air and it's just <laughs> watches go backwards <laughs> on me. So it's just, yeah, we need to ask them to bring it back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. It's good that. It's good that Riverside records from your computer, uh, so it's not really a problem. Uh, but I, so I have a question because obviously for me, the guides came into in the human form so that I can relate more to them like this, because otherwise if there was just an orb, I would be like, uh, <laughs> what is this, right? <laughs> is this my guardian angel? Like, and if the guardian angel had like yeah. a white robe and kind of like a, almost like a Viking uh, silver or gold hat or something like that without the horns yeah. just, um, and like Carly, <laughs> I knew, okay, this is a freaking angel because I, this is how I associate yeah. uh, the angels, right? So I, I could yeah. relate to it visually and that's why it came in this form because then I could relate to it more. And so, yeah, so it, it, it depends on what you're wanting to achieve, right? How, which kind of level mm. of, of um, guidance you're asking for. Yeah. Um, but so actually like for me if i for example uh, want to go higher and higher does it make sense to call even higher dimensional beings to you know help me out uh, and can yeah. they then relate to me if you know i want someone from like freaking 12 dimension or whatever um, and actually <laughs> from from here i would love to jump into all these different dimensions and multi-dimensionality of us as well mm. if you could explain a little bit about that together with this question that would be great <laughs> So when I take 
I sometimes practice taking clients back to, with the use of hypnotherapy. I take clients back to just before they came into this lifetime and you're at that big, beautiful contact contract table. And oh, we always call forward one of your guides to step forward to help us have a look at some of your past lives, your multidimensional lives, where you were before you were here on earth. And it's quite interesting to have a conversation with that guide to say, were you the one who told me it was time to come back? And it's fascinating to, to have conversations with the guides there about what was the contract and what can be changed and all of that fun stuff that I absolutely love to do. But the, which I think I've just gone off on a tangent and can't remember your question, but the... Multidimensional. <laughs> working with the dimension. <laughs> And so what you were saying there with the working with the different dimensional guides, yes, you do ask, always ask them to take on a human form or, or something that you can recognise because seeing, a, and that does happen, we'll ask the, the guide to step forward who said it was time to come back and, and an orb comes in and like, no, 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 we're, we're not playing games here. Like take on a human form, start talking to us. Um, we're not so much in our telepathic abilities anymore. We need... <laughs> We need uh, that clear communication. So yeah, so yeah, they you you you're in charge. They will they will do what you ask them to make the job easier. So mm -hmm. yeah, and then you were saying something there about the multidimensional. Tell me tell me what yes. where do we start with that broad and big beautiful topic? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Like even yesterday, I had the podcast already about dimensions, and I I'm just feeling so uh, like there is so much more to talk about that I just want to know more. You know, maybe we can go um, through each and like how can it how actually this knowledge of these dimensions as well can help us because that's what mm -hmm. we are wanting here we want to help people yeah. discover themselves help themselves heal themselves right so because you know yeah. okay there are dimensions but how do we relate to that and how knowing about all of this can help us grow and as well uh, yeah i was asking like if i want to be very evolved spiritually do i ask for like higher dimensional support as well or you know, is it gradually that I can, that I can, you know, ask yeah. for my angel to step in and then higher dimensions? So yeah, please elaborate. <laughs> so with the, with that last question there, it would be quite jarring to our energy body to go from, you know, like with, you know, Dolores Cannon always says, you know, spiritually we spoon feed a baby, we don't hand it steak. So to make a really big jump, without the the dna upgrades and the energy upgrades would be quite jarring um it, it also begs the question what happens for a spiritual person to turn off their gifts you know to go backwards and turn it off and again that can be really jarring you'll get really sick really quickly so when it comes to what i was talking about earlier about where you know if we've got this beautiful mother earth planet and she put a call out for beings to come here to grow to experience time space reality the polarity where we we just don't get we just don't have that in other places in the multiverse it begs the question to say so where did we come from and there are other worlds other dimensions where their sole focus is on on healing so like the pleiadians are healing um, more so with the technologies like the Syrians, we've got the Octurians who love to work with the light and the energy, uh, and so on and so forth. <laughs> we could be here for ages. And so when somebody's asking about their, their soul's purpose, a lot of the time their soul's purpose is actually just to be here, to be a beacon of light so that the energy can come in from other worlds to to, uh, yeah, to expand that. However, when you're going through any sort of health issues or relationship issues even financial issues it can be fascinating to take you take you back to your lives beyond earth to understand that okay i, I was in pleiades i'm a i'm a healer and to be able to tap back into those gifts uh, to awaken that dormant dna and so on and so forth so that when you are here on this world you can start to say no to some things that you don't want and you can start to say yes to the, the things that really light you up and and having that experience when someone takes you back rather than like a psychic reading and, and telling you something once you've had that experience doors start to open because you have such a level of certainty that this is what i'm supposed to be doing 
nothing else gets in the way of that. And then you've also got that connection back into your guides from that world who are like working with you. And it's, again, I'm getting all excited. So <laughs> yeah, did that answer that question? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so what kind of dimensions do we have and why it is important to know about them? Yeah, well, the, the, what, type of, what type of dimensions do we have? When we think about our higher self who was at the beginning of consciousness, so here in this multiverse there's uh, what someone might call the creator of all that is, and when we were all together as that higher frequency collective energy, we we all went there was consciousness would have put out a spark and so each spark was our soul that went off to learn in different dimensions so it's quite a complex task to talk about in like five minutes but the the belief behind it is that we as that spark that's growing and evolving that um we have to go through different schools to 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 graduate and get to the other end and so there's all again what i was saying there earlier was all of the different our highest self in that collective consciousness will I'm going to go on a different different path there is like a body of water and every time you put a little drop of of your soul here in earth and over there in Pleiades and back in time back in China or back in Bali like where the time is just an illusion that our brain puts into organization and so there's there's various aspects of us all playing out now now, the question is, what happens if one of those aspects is going through a ridiculously hard time? We can use hypnotherapy to go and track that part of you that's still trapped in, trapped in, um, give me another one, guys, trapped in darker energy. We can actually go in and rescue those parts of you. And the enormous sense of relief when those parts come back, you know, the soul fragments and what Teal Swan is known for with her soul retrieval and things like that, the freedom and the light that comes forward again moves us towards evolving and freeing ourselves from that heavy 3D more into the 4D and 5D. So <laughs> I hope that makes sense. But um... Amazing. <laughs> I freaking love what you said. And yeah, I'm a completion process certified practitioner. So I do Teal Swan's method as well. And I really feel like I'm retrieving my soul aspects when I'm going back to the childhood trauma and then bringing at the end of the process, bringing this part of me back to my adult self. It's like, oh my God, I just like restored this part of me that was stuck in the trauma back to myself. And it's just so amazing. It's such a whole feeling. It's like such a completion. That's why it's called completion process because so many clients of mine say that they feel complete now that they've restored uh, these parts of themselves. So yeah, this is so amazing uh, how you're talking about this. And that also brings me to the question because I know that you are um, doing past life regression and on the workshop with Teal Swan, someone asks her, asked her a question. I'm really curious about your perspective on this because someone asked her like, so don't we have to come back to past lives to heal all our traumas? Because her message is all about coming back to childhood um, and not having to go back. And I had clients sometimes that have gone back to other lives uh, on the session when they asked the question, when was the first time you experienced it? They were like in other life completely, you know, tortured or whatever there. And then we've just gone through whatever whatever the consciousness needed to go through. But mostly we come back to this very first time in childhood until answered something like that if we have an energy from the past life or other life, this energy had to be reflected somehow in our childhood because through the law of attraction, we had to have at least as one situation in childhood that was a reflection of what happened before. So if we resolve the childhood trauma, we also resolve the other energy from the past life. So do you agree uh -huh. with that? Like, is it necessary? Don't to you love it? Isn't that a brilliant answer? <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, I'm, I'm just asking you because, you know, so many people are yeah. so big about going to the past life, but is it necessary or is it just necessary to resolve this energy in some way? <laughs> yeah, for me, sometimes people, people's trauma in their childhood is so graphic and awful that they just don't want to go there. They just don't want to relive it. And the way that the unconscious mind works, it likes to work in symbols and pictures and things like that. So I don't care what we do, as long as you get the results, 
So somebody who's gone through that kind of trauma that I was describing, if we take them back to a past life and they're on the battlefield and, you know, look at the horses and look at the landscape, a lot of the time it's a lot easier to resolve that kind of trauma then, oh shit, now what's up? What, oh, am I allowed to swear? Anyway, what's going to happen with my relationship with, with mum, with dad, now that I've seen them in that kind of light? So it, it can be its own therapeutic. Um, and then after saying that, though, I can hear the team talk about how sometimes we can't work out, as an example, if somebody's got, uh, somebody's got like a, a dairy Oh, no, they're saying gluten. Okay, we'll go that way. If somebody's got a dairy, I said that twice now, a gluten intolerance in this lifetime, um, so they're allergic to bread and, and it really upsets their tummy, while it could have started off in childhood where, you know, they were eating eating their toast or eating their bread and mum and dad are fighting in the background and their nervous system said, crap, you know, bread is the stressor because they the unconscious mm -hmm. mind can't make it about the, um, about the parents because it's too much of their survival. You typically go back and find that there are slave past lives and, and things like that where you were only fed bread and so your consciousness and your cellular memory says, no, 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 we don't, we don't have anything to do with bread. And it can quite very, very quickly resolve people's digestive issues by going back to past lives It's um, and, and any other health issues. So. If you've, if you've been to every single doctor and stood upside and upside down and, you know, tried every modality and it's still not moved, your health issue isn't moving, go do past lives. It, and what have you got to lose? It's just the most phenomenal transformational experience. Amazing. And I would love to talk more about, the, about, about past lives with you, but uh, it also brings me another memory of what Teal said, because she was saying how um, all past lives are our past lives in a way, because on the higher mm. levels, we are all one. So really, um, because, you know, this past life thing was a big topic. Um, and then she was saying how if we tap to any past life really whether it's ours per se or not it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. what matters is that you're going to resolve the emotional stuck energy inside of you so however you do it whether it's through past life or whether it's through inner child if you have an emotional charge at the beginning and then you don't have this emotional charge inside of you at the end i think maybe on your website there's something similar like it doesn't matter if the story is true <laughs> per se or not right it matters if it yeah. actually heals or not so she was saying yeah. also that like yeah all past lives are our past lives and you're gonna tap into the past life that resonates with the energy that you have inside to then resolve it and if you can understand if your let's say conscious mind can understand okay that's why i have this issue right now and if you can kind of like bring the story of why you have this issue and then understand it kind of consciously and then resolve it then it doesn't really matter how you resolve it it just matters that the emotional charge <laughs> there anymore so it's kind of like yeah. yeah it's your past life, but it's also everyone else's past life because we're all yeah. one on the level but if you can go there and you can let it out and it helps you then this is what's the most important oh, yeah. thing right well the, and then the ripple effect of that like i work with a lot of mums who have spiritually gifted children and and the mum's actually scared of what the children are perceiving and so when we go and resolve the fear in mum, the ripple effect and how she shows up impacts how the children show up and then they're a lot more curious and then the, the guides step forward and the abundance starts coming into their lives. So, so yeah, you're right. And, and even just the, doesn't, <laughs> the, the ripple effect is phenomenal. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I would love you to give us an example of how the past life healing has helped someone, like a, a beautiful success story in a way, so that people have some yeah. kind of, you know, maybe people who have <laughs> never done it, they have some kind of like uh, example of how how it can be very powerful, right? The very powerful change yeah. that we are creating through past life regression. Oh, yeah. Like I, I teeter between my own experience and then some of my favorite client experiences. So, so I know that... I know that I've worked with people who now um, I know I've worked with people who have had really serious health conditions and whether that's like um, tumors on their ovaries or, or things like that because this is the only one that's coming to mind right now. Thank you, team. Um, but <laughs> the tumor on the ovary tends to be a lot of anger about being a female, and 
um, not feeling safe in the female body or, or that sort of that sort of representation. Anything that's sort of eating away at your female organs is is saying that there's a belief here that it's not safe or I'm not supported, the boundaries aren't being respected. And so taking that particular client back to a past life where her abuser, so you were right with the Teal Swan example, like her abuser in this childhood that made it so uncomfortable to be a girl, to be a woman, we tracked it right back to a past life where she'd actually died um, on the battlefield being skewered pretty graphically, isn't it? But anyway, um, being skewered, you know, straight into the torso and the the anger from that past life and still being in that battle and coming lifetime after lifetime to mm, to prove each other, to learn about power and things like that, to go back and discover that particular issue meant that she could see things in a different perspective. Her unconscious mind could let go of the anger and the resentment and and very quickly after that and a few more sessions in other work, um, that tumour went, that tumour shrunk, that tumour went away. It didn't need to be there because the thing is all of our health conditions is alerting us to something that means that we're out of alignment. If we're harbouring so much anger and resentment, it is going to fester, it is going to show up. And it's not the health issue that's the problem. It tends to be our beliefs or our perspective on a situation that occurred. I know from I know from working with people, if they've got a, a limiting belief about support, support's not safe to, to receive, doesn't matter how many millions of dollars worth of vitamins we pour down their throat, the body is going to energetically reject vitamins because that's there to support you. And so, so you have to go back, you have to discover where, where did it not be safe to receive support so that your body can flourish and heal. Um, yeah, because again, the unconscious mind wants to keep you safe. It wants to. So, uh, another quick story there is one that paints it perfectly is working with somebody who's got claustrophobia or a high level of anxiety going into a small space. And you take them back to childhood where they're being bullied and locked in a cupboard. And the unconscious mind says, Never ever again will I be in a small space. So, fast forward 30 years, you've got that panic and the anxiety. And it's not the small space that's the problem. It was back then when you didn't have the resources or the support to say, you know, to get the bullies to back off. That particular client I took back to a past life and they a mine had collapsed in on them and they had this soul contract to learn about self-empowerment, freedom and things like that. So they just kept playing this over lifetime after lifetime about what it's like to be trapped versus free and free of the anxiety. So, so uh, yeah, lots of examples. <laughs> this is so point because even with me, I am the connection catalyst. This is how I describe myself, but it all stems from my abandonment wound and abandonment trauma of being disconnected, right? So then yeah. I was seeking all these ways to be connected and I'm, I love connecting with people and I teach others how to connect to their soul, how to connect to other people, yeah. how to connect to, to God or universe or source, whatever you want to call it, right? Because connect to themselves. <laughs> Yes, connect to them. Yeah, connect to them, their inner child, connect to everyone. And, yeah. and it stems from my trauma. So, you know, yeah. my dad, when he left, he was actually my biggest uh, teacher and he brought me mm -hmm. in a way to my purpose in life to be the connection yeah. catalyst and to also even do this soul fam uh, thing because soul fam is not only the podcast the podcast is only the first step on a big journey that me and ricky are on to build the soul fam app which is in our vision a, a big yeah. big uh, social networking app for conscious people in the world and the, the our motto is deepen your connection and we are all mm -hmm. about it so thanks to my dad <laughs> and this trauma yeah. now we're in the process of building soul fam right so it's just yeah. a beautiful gift this trauma was a gift that, and i really like to yeah. see this as a gift <laughs> that's what i was talking about like with the soul contracts you know you put your hand up i want to learn about connection and then you're like yep okay i'm going to volunteer and i'm going to help you learn about what you don't like about connection so you learn about the importance of connection right like that's a perfect example that soul to soul while the trauma was probably really awful but it's what a gift 
Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it plays out in so many different ways because not only now I'm a con the connection catalyst, but also I've been healing my digestive system uh, yeah. for a long time. And I, maybe it's not 100% healed, but I'm quite feeling quite good right now. And now I know so much about healing and self-healing and how to move through all these things because I had to do it myself, right? So if some someone yeah. comes to me with, with any health condition on a physical level, I'm like, okay, yep, I know how to do detox your body, what kind of fasting to do, how to do the freaking yeah. green coffee enema and all these things that I wouldn't learn if it wasn't for my dad leaving, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's and it's so perfect. And I'm just feeling so grateful for that. And so it's just my message to all of you guys who listen, really see your negative conditions or negative situations as a gift because you can learn so much from it and it can really bring you to what you're meant to do here. Um, and so I want to actually like uh, talk about a little bit more about these soul contracts, because I feel like that's mm -hmm. also something that can help us forgive and let go more <laughs> when you understand it, right? Because it's like, let's say my, the soul of my dad volunteer, like, yep, I'm going to fuck up at some point uh, so that you can learn. And it's like, okay, it's not going to be pleasant, maybe. And I'm going to be mm -hmm. maybe full of guilt for some time. But then you're going to step into the person that you're meant to be and into your own power and whatever. And so how do these soul contracts work? Like what, you know, like... <laughs> and how can we even resolve them? How can we, you know, are there contracts that we can break if we are like, yep. okay, uh, I'm done with this right now? Or is it like, okay, until the end of my lifetime now, I have this contract. How does it work? How does it work? So, so at the beginning, beginning of your time here on earth, there would have been a plan right at the beginning and you will still have future lives planned out and they're all on a timeline that can shift and adjust at a moment's notice. So when we're all the way back in time looking at and getting excited at the idea of learning about fear and hate and grief and and your soul is like woohoo because we just don't have those in the spirit world of love, joy and happiness. And it's like, yeah, let me come into the dark ages and let me come into poverty and let me come into slavery. Isn't that exciting? And to learn about the, the contrast of that, because that's the other thing that Earth provides, is the duality, the polarity, the yin, the yang. And to learn about slavery means we need to learn about what it's like to be a king, what, it, what it's like to be a narcissist, and then what it's like to be an empath. And so we continue to have these soul contracts playing out at such a point in time where you say, yep, I'm done. I'm done learning everything that I need to about being an empath. <laughs> and you can actually close that contract and say, okay, I'm here to learn about the superpowers of empath. And it's quite fascinating, Carolina, when you actually close a contract, uh, this is all done in that, that theater brainwave, in that hypnosis is, okay, like with your dad, um, I know you've already done the work, so if I can use this as an example, is to say, okay, I'm going to sign off on the, I've learned everything that I needed to from that experience. I've taught him everything that I needed to teach him in that experience. Sign off on that contract. But then the next piece is to always call in every other soul that's volunteered to teach Carolina about the lack of connection, come and sign that contract. And <laughs> the most fascinating experience I've had with like cutting cords, you can't just cut cords. Oh, I've had a shitty time with my neighbor. I'm going to cut cords. It doesn't work like that. You have to understand what you were supposed to learn from the experience, what you were supposed to teach from the experience. And what I was about to go into that story earlier is I had a client who had a miss, um, who had an abortion like 10 years ago and she was still kind of raveled up about it. And we went, up to the we went up to the contract table we brought forward his higher self again what were you supposed to learn from that experience and then cutting the cords to say okay thank you thank you i've learned about my self-empowerment my body whatever was missing for her and i said to her you were we are all energetically connected there are cords connected to us and even though it's been 10 years you will he will still feel this and no joke, Carolina, the next day she got a text message from her ex from 10 years ago saying, I was such a kid back then. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And and it was like she could then let that go, raise her standards and then go and manifest her family or whatever was important to her at the time. So these these contracts are really powerful. <laughs> wow. 
This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this story. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, I feel like I have so many questions more to you, but unfortunately our time is up. But I, f <laughs> I feel like, wow, the conversation with you and yesterday with uh, Livia Davy as well about this multidimensionality and all oh, these yeah. like, higher realms is just so exciting for me. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, I could talk for the, another five hours. Like, why, why is this podcast only so short? Uh, but yeah, maybe we can talk again in the future. But I would love yeah. you to share uh, just one last thing. Where could people find you uh, in terms of your resources or what is the best way to connect with you if people are just excited yeah. like me about <laughs> you and your wisdom and everything that you're doing? Yeah, well, it's, just, it's pretty simple. It's just Claire Chancellor on Instagram. Claire Chancellor is my website. There is so many free resources on my website, whether it's wanting to know about cord cutting or writing to your inner child or past lives. I've got it all recorded there. You don't need me. You can go and learn and do it do it with me energetically or one on one. It's all it's all there. And and even hearing myself say that, Carolina, like maybe we'll have to do a podcast where I put you into a into a multidimensional experience so your listeners can observe it. That would be freaking amazing. I would love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. That would be great. Like I'm I'm an open book for anyone. If the, if anyone can learn based on my experience, I am an open book. So I would absolutely love it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll manifest that. Make that happen. Let's, so let's thank do you it. for having Seriously, me tonight though. I'm so up for it. I'm gonna reach out to you in a few months, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Thank you so so much, Claire. I love your Thank energy. You. I love your joy. I really love just you know I loved working with you, and hopefully we can work again in the future because I'm still excited to dig even more into my past lives and all the things, all the contracts that are there. And I remember we had the we had the uh, session with the kind of like ending the contract uh, with this one person, mm. and it actually really helped. And so I know that it works and i really uh, believe in it and i you know i believe in your work so much so thank you so so much for sharing yourself with us it's been a pleasure thank, yeah thank you and thank you for your really in-depth thoughtful questions that was fabulous i'm all excited so <laughs> thank you carolina thank, thank you everyone you. <laughs> thank you so so much for listening to me and claire and if you want to go on a transforming session with claire chancellor go and contact her on instagram it's claire.chancellor um, and also if you would like to find me i am the connection catalyst on instagram and it's been such an empowering and beautiful conversation hopefully we can have claire again on the podcast so thank you so much again for being with us and stay tuned to the next episode <laughs>